You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today is Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. We recorded the podcast last night on Friday night, 22nd. Uh, Max Raymond joined me, and we discussed the Nationals re-signing Ryan Zimmerman to a one-year, $3 million deal. Now, I didn't post it yesterday because I, I thought it was important that we acknowledge uh, Hank Aaron and his amazing life. So I felt like you know posting that kind of news and that kind of podcast wasn't really uh, apropos. Um, so I just kind of waited one day, and now here is the instant reaction uh, to the Nationals re-signing Ryan Zimmerman. I was joined once again by Max Raymond of District on Deck. We had a nice little conversation real quickly about the Nats re-signing Zim. Emergency edition of the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is a Friday night. Josh Tabers here joining me from District on Deck. It is Max Raymond. And Max, a sad day in baseball. We lost Hank Aaron, but the you know a lot of people have been mourning as we should. We should also be celebrating, right? I mean, we've got some news to talk about, but... The guy lived to be 86 and had about an incredible, you know, as incredible of a life as you could have asked for in terms of as a player and as a human being, an amazing individual Hank Aaron is. So let's just put that out there. Oh, I totally agree with you. From what he was able to do from growing up, what he went through off the field, what he was able to do on the field, and then um, how he became an idol for the next generation and the current generation, uh, it will never be beaten. Yeah, I mean, the you know, as a player and then as as a person, like all of the stories, it's been great to be on Twitter, you know, and obviously it's a tough day for the game, but it's always nice to be on Twitter to see all of the things people are saying about him. Uh, it's been pretty cool. We do have some news, though, to talk about. The Nationals, have, you know, of course, of all days, of all times, right, the, the day that Hank Aaron passes and also the time they did it, you know, uh, Friday night, you know, it's just weird timing, but as is the time that we live in, the Nationals have re-signed Ryan Zimmerman to a one-year, $3 million deal, pretty similar to the one that we have seen before. Uh, I believe it was one year for two last year, and obviously he didn't end up serving that contract because he opted out of the season. But, yeah, one year, $3 million, Ryan Zimmerman's going to be back. My first thought went to, I'm going to assume it's going to be a platoon situation somewhere because Zimmerman is an excellent guide to, uh, against left-handed left-handed pitching. So earlier today, Mark Zimmerman had a tweet about uh, Ryan Zimmerman's uh, stat line against lefties from the last three seasons and posted his uh, slash line. So from 17 to 19, his slash line against lefties, 351, 418, 637. That is absurd. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And for a guy that age, and then for a guy that, you know, you and I had talked about it, like kind of buried at one point, kind of dead and buried, um, you know, and was having a rough go of it in those mid 2000s. Right. And then, uh, you know, it was just, it was weird to see him kind of have this resurgence. And then an integral part, uh, integral part of that 2019 World Series campaign. And so your question is now, how much does he have left in the tank? I think he has – well, he took off last season because of personal reasons, which is understandable. But he took a whole year off, and he's known for getting hurt. He's fully rested now after that extensive October run in um, 19. 
and he's not the starter anymore, so he's not going to have that f- the the pre- the pressure. He's not going to have the full workout. His body's not going to derode as fast, and he's going to be mostly coming off the bench in a pinch hitting while also platooning, like you said, and facing lefties. I think this is perfect for him. He's at late thirties, but this will allow him to do what he does best and hit. Will help prevent injuries. And don't forget, like when he's well rested, we saw what he can do. Twenty seventeen, everyone thought he was dead, and he came back and hit. Uh, 301, I believe. It was an all-star again. Uh, I think he also won comeback player of the year. 19, everyone thought he was dead. People were like, well, why is he on the why is he starting the World Series? Blah, blah, blah. First World Series homer in franchise history. Helped chase Garrett Cole from the game. When he's rested and when people doubt him is when he does his best. And, you know, you bring up the rest. It's a great point because who is going to be their most, uh, most days, their first baseman, it's going to be Josh Bell, right? I mean, they went out and they traded for Josh Bell. They got, they, they gave up two prospects, you know, albeit two guys who were top tens for them, but you know, people that you and I talked about it, we were fine with giving those guys up and they gave up prospects to take on a guy like Josh Bell, who's got another year left on his contract. Like this is a calculated risk, right? And they, they plan on seeing what Josh Bell has. Like that's their everyday guy. Ryan Zimmerman, I think understands that his role is, to be a situational guy. And I mean, situational, not just pinch hitting, but like, you know, wherever they need him to, and also to be a leader, this group is still pretty old, right? I mean, they brought in John Lester, right? You know, you know, um, Kyle Schwarber is not like the, the young spring chicken. Josh Bell's somewhat old, but he's a guy who's played baseball. Josh Harrison, another guy, you know, pretty veteran guy. They still have there. Jan Gomes, not a young guy, all the pitching pretty, uh, pretty old guys besides Joe Ross and Joe Ross, once again, not a spring chicken. So this is a still a pretty old roster. And I think their 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 goal is you know to try to make the playoffs right, and then they're dangerous once they're there. I don't think they have any plans on winning the division. I think if you if you ask Mike Rizzo privately, he'd probably say no. Our roster is not as good as the Mets. It's not as good as you know as the, uh, the Braves. But it's a good enough roster probably to make the playoffs. I mean, there's four really good teams in the National League, and the rest it's kind of up for grabs. So Zerman's going to be playing you know first base. I think sporadically, right, or maybe depending on how he hits DHing some if they need him to. So I, and, and I think that that role will flip on days where Zimmerman plays first to probably, you know, depending on who the pitcher is, maybe see some Josh Bell and DH. I don't know, but I think his, his role is to play defense, spell Josh Bell, you know, give him better matchups there and also to be a leader. So the way I see the signing, it's important to watch him for a few different reasons. One, we need help off the bench and this is huge. This is a good bat, 270 career homers. Like, uh, he's not going to hit 30 this year, but we could see him maybe hit 10. But there's another thing we have to look at. He has meant so much to this franchise since being the first pick in, uh, the, for us in 2005. And then last year happened. He didn't get his um, farewell tour after the World Series. None of the players got that because of COVID and everything. And now we're no longer the champs. Howie Kendrick already retired. Ryan Zerman. After he opted out, myself included, many thought he was done. Now that he's back, he's finally getting his last hurrah for the franchise that he deserves. Grand, there might not be fans this year, but that's okay. The fans finally get to see him play one last time. He gets to go out on top and not what could have been last season. So to me, him coming back for one more year is just a huge morale boost for the fan base and for the locker room. All right, more from my conversation with Max Raymond in just a second. But first, a word from today's sponsor, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, guys, the only place that we trust, the only place that has you covered 
uh, whether it be the football championship games this weekend, whether it be the NCAA basketball, uh, you know, everything happened near the games, NBA, NHL, MLB futures, whatever you want, they have you covered right there at betonline.ag. Right now, if you guys sign up, use the promo code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, Locked On, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. Once again, you got those championship games this weekend. Uh, a lot of good futures for the MLB com- uh, coming up here now uh, as, as the season approaches and as the free agency stuff shakes out. The odds are changing, so it's fun to see how uh, you know where those are going, but you can check those out at betonline.ag as well. Once again, promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, now back to the show. My conversation with Max Raymond about Ryan Zimmerman being re-signed continues. Yeah, I think it's gigantic. And I think we always kind of felt like he was coming back, but we didn't know. And I, I think first base is a place now that Nationals fans can feel pretty confident, right? You feel pretty good about the situation there between Josh Bell and Ryan Zimmerman. You know, going into the offseason, right, we, we didn't know the situation of Howie Kendrick. We didn't know Ryan Zimmerman's situation. Um, Eric Thames obviously was not going to be a part of the team's plans moving forward. And now they've solidified that. And so when you think about the gaps that are left in this team, um, you know, outfield, I think is still like not a gap, right. But there's a question yeah. mark, you know, Kyle Schwarber fills a gap, but there's a question mark of is your defense going to be good enough? And is your back going to be good enough? Right. And Andrew Stevenson's there, but that's a spot where I feel like if things don't go the right way, you might be trying to make a move at that position. Stevenson had like small sample size, so he's not proven. And everyone knows Bobby Bosch Schwarber, and it's for his bat. Right. Not his, not his glove or his arm. Not at all. And that's why I agree with you that we do have a hole in the outfield, like defensive-wise. Because last year we led the league – we were last in the league in defensive run saves. So what do we do? Add Josh Bell, a defensive um, defensive liability. Add Kyle Schwarber, another defensive liability. Right. So, no, we're not fixing our defense whatsoever. So I agree with you that our defense – our Defensive-wise, our um, outfield does have a hole. Yeah, and then third base is the other place where you're curious, right? This yeah. is a, this is a spot where you don't know what the the circumstances around Carter Keeman will be. You don't know how many, you know, how, how fair of a shake he will get. I think is the right way to put it because we, you know, I once again we're agreement about how it wasn't really a fair shake last year, and obviously Zimmerman. Used to be, it's used to be a stomping grounds. Has not played there in a long time. Has no, there is no way he'll ever head back there again. But I think the point being here is that this solidifies that the, the the gap at first base it is gone. There's no questions now about who the guys will be playing that position. It's interesting you mentioned Kibum because he's the exact opposite of Schwarber and Bell. He had five defensive runs saved last year at third base. He was a pleasant surprise. He just couldn't hit. Right. Right, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, he just he absolutely could not hit. Yeah. Um, and, and and let's see if he can help out defensively, right? I think it's a concern for a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of fans rather. Well, I mean, his um, five defensive runs were a pleasant surprise last year after being a national shortstop. Right, exactly. So you know that's that's what you're hoping to see is is some better defense, um, and hopefully these guys you know can fix a lot of their individual issues and collectively play some better defense. But this was inevitable. I don't think it makes everybody feel – we feel better. I don't think it really changes drastically the outlook, though. Like, this is a move that we always thought was coming. It's just nice now internally in our brains to be like, okay, the Nationals now have Ryan Zimmerman locked up for that last for this season, and it feels like it's probably going to be his last. 
I agree. I mean, I'm happy to see him back for, as I said earlier, the fan place standpoint, the locker room standpoint, and also I'd say first base is now a strength on our team because entering the offseason is one of our biggest holes, and over the last few months, we were able to flip it, and now you're excited for first base once again. Awesome. All right, well, uh, Max, where can people find you and your work? Because I know you're working on a Ryan Zerman piece as we speak. So you can find me at District on Deck. I wrote one earlier today. You should go check it out. Uh, and once again, thank you for having me back on. All right. Max Raymond, District on Deck. Thank you for your time. All right. That will do it for this edition of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Follow the show at LO underscore Nationals. And until Monday, y'all, stay safe.